welcome to the Kingdom Truth Podcast. On our podcast, we teach the good news of Jesus Christ and biblical principles that empower all people with real-life, timeless applications. I am your host, Bible teacher, Yolanda Tyler. Well, praise the name of the Lord, everybody. We are excited about God's word on this day. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for your word. For faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We pray for every online listener that they will hear your word and receive your word. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to begin a new series. The title is, We Can Count on Jesus. I will be reading in your hearing from the New American Standard Version of the Bible, Hebrews chapter 7, verses 24 to 28. Jesus, on the other hand, because he continues forever, holds his priesthood permanently. Therefore, he is also able to save forever those who come to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. For it was fitting for us to have such a high priest, holy, innocent, undefiled, separated from sinners, and exalted above the heavens, who has no daily need like those high priests to offer up sacrifices first for his own sins and then for the sins of the people. Because he did this once for all time when he offered up himself. For the law appoints men as high priests who are weak, but the word of the oath which came after the law appoints a son who has been made perfect forever. Now here's a little bit about the background of the book of Hebrews. The author is unidentified. He's writing to Jewish believers. These are Christians. And on several occasions, he refers to them as the brethren. In Hebrews 3, 12, it states, Take care, brethren, that there not be in any one of you an evil, unbelieving heart that falls away from the living God. In Hebrews chapter 10, verse 12, and Hebrews chapter 13, verse 22, he refers to them as, as the brethren, these believers endured great sufferings, afflictions, persecution, and difficulties. They wanted to throw in the towel and they wanted to give up on their Christian faith. They had lost their homes, families, jobs, businesses. They had endured great losses and they wanted to go back to the old way, the old systems the rituals, the dead animal sacrifices, and the religious activities. And if that is not enough, in Hebrews chapter 5, verse 12, the Bible says they refuse to grow spiritually. It states, by this time, you ought to be teachers. You have need again for someone to teach you the elementary principles of the actual words of God. And you have come to need milk and not solid food. And then when we get to Hebrews chapter 7, verse 23, the Bible refers to the former priest. 
These were the priests of the Old Testament. And there were many, many priests. They were constantly changing, but they all had one thing in common. They all died. So when we get to our lesson scripture, Hebrews chapter 7, verse 24, it states, Jesus, on the other hand, because he continues forever, holds his priesthood permanently. And our first biblical principle in this lesson is Jesus is unchanging. The same Jesus that they had heard of in Hebrews 2, 3 is the same Jesus that they called upon in Hebrews chapter 7. And the term continues in this verse is in the present active tense. It's a primary verb and it simply means to stay or to remain in a given place or state. It also means to dwell, to abide, or to be present. Everything else around us in our lives is temporal. It's constantly changing. It's fading away. Jesus, unlike the Old Testament priests, he is everlasting. His priesthood continues forever. Jesus is here to stay. He is alive and well. And these Jewish believers in the book of Hebrews wanted to go back to the old systems, to the old law. And they knew they could not count on the old defunct system. And that speaks to us today. Now is temporary. Everything in our lives is subject to change. And in the past few years, we've come out of a very dark time in human history with the coronavirus pandemic. It was such a turbulent, devastating, a time of great losses. And some of us wanted to throw in the towel and wanted to give up on our Christian faith like the believers in the book of Hebrews. Some of our faith has been shaken at the very core. The pandemic was a major game changer in every aspect of our lives. And now, thank the Lord, we are settling in to this new normal. And we can never ever go back to the way it was before. And then on top of it all, some believers refuse to grow and develop spiritually and are still at an infant stage in their spiritual walk with the Lord. They are still babes in Christ, which actually during the pandemic, it was an opportunity for us to grow and develop spiritually and to draw closer to the Lord. We should not still need someone to teach us the elementary principles of the word. We ought to have grown spiritually and graduated and be in college and not still in grade school. The last few years have taught us in the midst of pain, trouble, chaos, confusion, trials, and tough times, Jesus never changes. He was with us then and he is with us now. He is the same Jesus before, during, and after the pandemic. We cannot count 
on anyone or anything or any systems or structures or patterns. Many of us have lost friends and family members, children, brothers and sisters in Christ. And as I said before, those were difficult, tough times. But if the truth were told, this is the finest hour for the church. This is the time for us to draw closer to the Lord and to pray like we have never prayed before, to seek the Lord, to study the word of God, to give our tithes and offerings, to support the local church and the work of the kingdom and to serve in ministry. This is the finest hour for the church to witness to the lost and to press in to the presence of the Lord like never before. This is the time where revival just breaks out everywhere. There are so many hurting people all around us and we must minister to the hurting and share the love of Christ. This is time out for church as usual. This is time out for entertainment and for feel good messages. People are hurting and dying. We must share the good news of Jesus Christ. Jesus is the only constant. He cannot change. He will never change. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 13, 8, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Jesus is unchanging. He's unchanging in his love for us. John 3.16 states, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. John 15.9 says, Just as the Father has loved me, I also have loved you. Remain in my love. The day he was crucified on Calvary's cross, he looked down upon a sinful man who nailed him to the cross and he left us with an everlasting love. Every morning we wake up to the love of Jesus, the same love for those who were at the cross 2,000 years ago is the same love that Jesus has for us today. The Bible says in Lamentations 3.22, the faithful love of the Lord never ends. Jesus Christ set his love and affections on us before we were ever a thought in our parents' minds, before we were ever conceived, way back in eternity, he knew us and he loved us. And it is the same love that we experience today. Jesus Christ, he is unchanging in his love for us. Even when we stray and turn our backs on the Lord, his love remains the same. When we lose our zeal and passion for Christ, his love remains the same. When we get in trouble or go through difficulties and trying times, his love remains the same. When we make ungodly decisions and make a mess of things, the love of Christ remains the same. Christ's love is eternal and nothing can separate us from his love. Nothing can rob us of that love. Nothing can undo his love for us. 
He will never let us go. He will never let us down. He will never leave us or forsake us because Jesus Christ is unchanging in his love for us. Jesus Christ is also unchanging in his faithfulness. The Bible says in 2 Timothy 2 verse 13, if we are faithless, he remains faithful because he cannot be false to himself. And then the Bible says his faithfulness continues throughout generations unto us, our children, our grandchildren, great-grandchildren for generations to come. Jesus Christ is unchanging in his faithfulness. He's also unchanging in his grace. When we wake up and when we have breath in our lungs and we can talk and we have our right minds, good health and a reasonable portion of strength, that is God's grace. The grace of God is unchanging because by nature, God is unchanging in his attributes, in his character, in his essence, in his holiness, in his goodness, in his truth. Jesus Christ is unchanging. Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. And no one, according to John 14, 6, can come to the Father except through him. He is the only truth. He speaks the truth and Jesus Christ is the embodiment of truth. And every morning we wake up to the unchanging love, faithfulness, grace, and truth of Jesus Christ. And we can count on Jesus because he is unchanging. Now let's continue in our foundational text. Hebrews 7 verse 25 states, Therefore, he is also able to save forever those who come to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. The King James Version states, he's able to save to the uttermost. Our second biblical principle is, Jesus is saving. The phrase, able to save, is in the present active tense. And it simply means that Jesus keeps on saving. He is the only one who has the power to save. Jesus Christ has the power and the capacity to carry out his saving and delivering work to completion. The term save in this text comes from the Greek word sozo. And it simply means healing, preservation, deliverance. It also conveys the idea of wholeness in every area of one's life. It is the delivering and healing power of Jesus Christ that results in wholeness. And these Jewish Christians in the book of Hebrews had trusted on the Lord Jesus. They were saved and going to heaven. However, in their earthly existence, there was no victory. They were living defeated lives. And regardless of what we face and our bondages, our persecution, our struggles, trials, our addictions, there is nothing too difficult for Jesus. He is our great high priest. Jesus is our deliverer. We have the victory 
through our Lord Jesus Christ. We must set our eyes on Jesus. The Bible speaks of the delivering power of Jesus Christ in Luke chapter 4 verse 18. It says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. Jesus Christ was anointed by God to bring deliverance and healing and wholeness. It is the will and desire of the Lord for us to be healed physically, emotionally, spiritually, economically, financially, in every aspect of our lives. It is the will and desire of the Lord for us to experience emotional wholeness. Even those of us who have been crushed by others and our hearts have been shattered, Jesus Christ has the ability to heal every broken heart. And he not only heals progressively, but he also has the ability to heal instantaneously. Only Jesus Christ can set us free from the snare of the enemy and deliver us from depression and oppression. I am reminded of my father years ago before he passed. He was a functioning alcoholic and a heavy smoker. He had a good job and he took care of himself, but he drank alcohol beyond his ability to control it. And he was unable to stop voluntarily. And one night, this is my dad's testimony, he came home and he was so drunk he could not remember how he got home or who drove him home. And the late pastor John Osteen was ministering on Christian TV. And he spoke a rhema word into my father's heart. And instantly my father was set free, released, and permanently delivered from alcoholism and from smoking. And the devil had to loose him and had to let him go. And for the next 50 years before his passing, my dad was sober. And even in my own life, the Lord delivered me from fornication. The Lord delivered me from lying and stealing and cheating. And I stand before you today, healed, whole, and delivered in Jesus' name. And the beautiful testimony in my life is that my husband and I abstained from sex before we got married and we honored the Lord in our relationship. And 19 and a half years later, Jesus Christ has first placed in our lives. We can count on Jesus because Jesus is saving. All throughout the scriptures, Jesus has proven himself to be a healer and a deliverer. Now let's continue. Hebrews chapter 7 verse 25b says, Since he always lives to make intercession for them. Our third biblical principle is Jesus is praying. The phrase always lives is in the present active tense. And it simply means Jesus 
keeps on living. Jesus is alive and well. And you might ask, for what reason he lives? The Bible says to make intercession for them. Even now, Jesus is seated at the right hand of God in his priestly role, making intercession for us. Hebrews 12 verse 2 declares, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. He sits in heaven in the holy presence of the Father and intercedes on our behalf. Romans 8.34 also states that Jesus is at the right hand of God making intercession for us. Jesus Christ, he is on active duty and whatever we're going through, whatever our needs are, the desires of our heart, we must give it to Jesus. He is our great high priest and he is praying for us 24 hours a day, seven days a week. There's no need for us to stay up all night. Jesus is talking to the Father on our behalf. The Bible says in Psalm 121 verse 4, Behold, he that keep Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. He makes intercession for us. The phrase makes intercession simply means to pray or to entreat. It also means Jesus Christ meets us right where we are. He falls in with us. He rescues us from the pit of despair and danger. And he goes to the Father on our behalf. That is a guarantee that we are covered in prayer. And sometimes as prayer warriors, the Lord will place a burden on our hearts and he'll wake us up in the wee hours of the morning to pray. And that's a good thing, especially when we are obedient. But there are other times that we can just get some sleep and rest because Jesus is praying for us. And sometimes we'll ask for prayers even for ourselves, but we cannot always count on people to pray for us. Sometimes they mean well, but they get distracted. They forget, or they cannot relate to what we're going through. They get tired, or they might be going through in their bodies. But I know somebody, Jesus Christ, he never stops praying for us. He is our great high priest. And while we are sleeping, Jesus is praying while we are eating and on our jobs or taking care of our children or cooking. Jesus is praying while we're handling business affairs. Jesus is praying 24 hours a day, 365 days of the year. And there might be some young adults listening to this broadcast or podcast. And you might say, well, Bible teacher Tyler, You just don't understand what I'm going through. Well, the Bible declares in the book of Ecclesiastes chapter one, verse nine, what has been will be again. What has been done will be done again. There's nothing new under the sun. 
Jesus understands what you're going through and he is praying for you. Jesus sympathizes with our weaknesses and he also has been tempted in all things just as we are yet without sin. Jesus Christ feels what we feel. When we enter into that personal relationship with him, he empathizes and sympathizes with us. He understands our struggles. Jesus Christ has compassion on us. He rescues us back into a place of safety and protection. Jesus understands. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 53, verse 3, He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Jesus understands rejection, grief, sorrow. He experienced it. He knows what it feels like to be rejected. And even though We might feel rejected. Jesus is praying for us. And one of the powerful prayers of Jesus is found in the book of John, chapter 11, verses 41 to 42, when Lazarus died. The Bible says, so they removed the stone and Jesus raised his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me, but I knew that you always hear me. Nevertheless, because of the people standing around, I said it so that they may believe that you sent me. Jesus thanked the Father in advance. He prayed the solution and the results and not the problem. He prayed in faith. He prayed the answer before the manifestation. Jesus also prayed For Simon, in the book of Luke, chapter 22, verse 31, it says, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has demanded to sift all of you like wheat, but I have prayed that your own faith may not fail. And once you have turned back, you might strengthen your brothers. And regardless of the fact that Satan has desired to rip us apart, to shake us up, to agitate us, we can count on Jesus Christ because Jesus is praying for us. Now let's look at some practical applications for our lesson. Number one, invest specific time with the Lord, reading and meditating on the word of God. Second Timothy chapter two, verse 13, John 14, 6, 1 Corinthians 15, 57, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, and Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8. Number two, invest specific time daily in prayer. This will help you grow deeper in intimacy with the Lord. Number three, invest time serving the Lord 
and serving others to advance the kingdom of God. And you might ask Bible teacher Tyler, who is this Jesus? Well, the Bible says in Romans 10, 9, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and you believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. So Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for salvation that's taking place all around the world. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Truth Podcast with Bible teacher Yolanda Tyler. Please subscribe to our podcast so you will know when the next episode is published. To hear more biblical teachings and give to support the ministry, please visit our website at www.thekingdomtruth.org. That is www.thekingdomtruth.org. God bless you until we meet again.